a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a It's just cadals. It's nice to get the eclectic like group of all three of the beeps finally mm-hmm. back together. The gang is back together again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it feels good. It feels swell. It has been a long time, Hunter. Not really for you. All right. We've been <laughs> hanging out. We've been doing stuff here. But for you, yeah, that's Chase, me. It's been, it has been forever, man. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, man. See, at first, like, so we had the first Hunter and Max episode kind of planned out. And then I just ruined it. You just rampaged. Yeah, he came in, just stomped all over everything. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it was totally (laughs) great. It was fine. We loved having you there. And then you hit us with a, hey, guys, might not be there next week. You might have to do that again. And we were like, okay, okay, we can handle this. We're friends. We can do this, right? We're friends. And we pulled it out of our ass and we made it work. And then you're like, hey, guys, I might not be there another week. And we were like, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. So we pretty much just scrambled, threw some shit together on the fly, somehow made it happen. But thank goodness you're back. Well, I was listening to y'all on the other side, man. It was good hearing y'all's voices. The first time that you two got to do it uh, with that dynamic. And you guys know that though my bragging points of never missing an episode was Mm -hmm. near and dear to my heart, I still was always anxious for the Max Hunter podcast. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a little bit of a freshness, you know. It's a nice little mix up. So and we're glad that you contributed with your very great emails. Yes, you were there, really in spirit. Yeah, yeah you got to drop it. You got to let the spirit linger. <laughs> yeah, <drop>. right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so where have you been, Chase? What have you been doing? What like what happened? To- You're in like a different part of the country. Yeah, I was gonna now? say, are you what gone out? Oh, for a little bit, I was in El Paso, and then I was in nice. Fort Stockton, and then I was in Tucson, and then I now mm. I landed in San Diego. It feels like a big jump, but I guess I just don't know like my geography very well. Plus, I've also I grew up in in Texas, and I feel like we all have this like a custom feeling of like, oh, a city that's like that's like three hours away. It's like four hours to another city, right? Yeah. But then we, in, we measure distance in hours. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's like forever. <laughs> exactly. You know. But then when you go to all these other places, you realize you fly through these other states so quickly. So yeah, the second how long was the drive? Yeah, how long did it take you to get there? We broke it into. I mean, it was like twenty hours total. So it was nothing to sneeze at, you know. Yeah. But once you get out of Texas, you just start ramming through the rest of them, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once you can handle Texas, the rest of them just fall by the wayside. They just bend over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, well that's good. That's good. So you you finally planted your uh, planted your seed down in. I'm uh, I'm more settled. I will tell you what, having the couch here is a huge win you kind of get here and you're like all right man i gotta i you know it's gonna be rough for a little while i gotta wait till i get some paychecks so i start buying some mm-hmm. furniture it's like no fuck that like you gotta make that shit feel home quick because when you come back and it's just boxes and emptiness like, it like no. the stress of work doesn't go away if you can't <laughs> land an actual place you know, right. I don't know. No, yeah. You, you might as well be walking to a home. You might as well be walking into another office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. It's just like less shit. food and yeah. furniture. Oh God. You don't know what to do. Oh man. So you got yourself all rooted there in Cali. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything's fine. Really... Basically it's like I'm I'm a local now. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> People love me, man. I've forgotten all about Texas or something like that. I forget. Huh? <laughs> I have the the eye to just be like, you know what? I'm going to be a tourist for a year. I don't care. You know, I'm going to do all the tourist stuff. I'm going to yeah, no. knock not? it out, knock it out. And that way you can get that behind you and then laugh at other people that do that and be <laughs> well, like, like <laughs> Oh, I remember my first year. In I also realized when I was leaving Austin, the things that I didn't do there, like I didn't go to Hamilton pool or Jacob's well. 
And once I realized it, I was like, fuck, man, I really wanted to do that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like everybody who, wherever they live, always takes for granted the things that this, their city has to offer. And so I want to make sure to knock all that shit out first. And that way I can mm-hmm. say I've done it all. You know? Yeah, that way you can start really taking your city for granted. It's great. But then it's also nice whenever you have your own things that make a city what the city is well, of to course, you. Like yeah. Workhorse and Tyson's Tacos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can always carry those little things that no one else knows yeah. with you. And you're like, oh, you don't know Austin. So <laughs> you, you know this You haven't shit. been here. Not these little I'm still like finding stuff. that in Houston. Houston doesn't have like that many treasure trove little hole-in-the-wall things. Well, do you found any yet in San Diego? Uh, I mean... You've not been really. there very long. Yeah, I've only been there, been here for. <laughs> it'll be it'll be two weeks tomorrow, which is fucking crazy. But no, yeah. I mean we've yeah, basically dude. gone and sampled the neighborhoods. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when we first got here. My my dad and my papa actually made the trip with us, Dang, and so man. the first nice. wow. week, the first nice weekend, yeah. I mean, papa's been like doing. He drove to fucking like Las Vegas. By when he was 18, he's just like a car man, so he was like, I'm coming with you. And I was like, Hell I'm yeah, a car man. Man. that's go. a pretty good papa impression, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, coming with you. Yeah, so, um, you know, when we first got here, we just sort of went to their hotel, which was like in the heart of downtown. And so I got to see the heart of downtown, and then you know, they left, and I cried for like three hours. And <laughs> after that, we found like all just the stuff that's nearby. And what I've, what I've come to find out is when I tell people where I live, every single one of them's like, Dude, fuck yes. I'm jealous. I wish I lived there. Or I used to live there and I'm so mad that I moved away. So we're like in biking distance of every, like, do my gym's like five minutes away on a drive. I can bike to like a farmer's market. We bought like go. we bought veggies like a bunch of hipsters there. Go straight Mediterranean go. style. Yeah, I like it. Um, so yeah, there's plenty to discover and it's it's kick ass, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm man. excited for you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to come visit too. So. I what know, I, yeah. What I didn't realize, because when I came here looking for this place, we like this apartment's dope. We totally scored. Darren and I are like totally in love with it. But when I'm in there, you know, it's a competitive housing market. There's people literally in there looking at the same place as you, and you're like, "Well, shit, man. If I want this, I got to get going, right?" Mm-hmm. Once I get here to move in, we're like, "All right, go ahead and uh, like let's turn the air conditioning on." Oh no, we don't have air conditioning. Oh man! Didn't even realize, and so I was like, "Well, okay. Well, I just got to see how this is gonna be." And you know, we're in, uh, and so far, you just keep the door open, you keep the back door open, and it's been totally fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. But I mean, I was gonna say the weather. It's Cali weather, plus, man. It's not comparable yeah, I to Texas. Say, yeah, I prefer that probably most of the time <laughs> than my air conditioning. But yeah. sure. So yeah, yeah, there's. It's gonna be the summer months are gonna be. I, I can't wait to see. I, well, the way I told Darren is like it's just gonna be an experience. It's gonna be part of the memory when we got here. You know, like like in Germany, we didn't have air conditioning in our dorm rooms, and yeah, there were some nights where I was like, "Fuck this, I can, I'm gonna <laughs> die." Yeah, in Europe, man, when it gets too hot at night, you're fucked. Exactly. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a thing in other places? There's no air conditioning. Oh, dude, in Prague, there are some bars where I straight up like immediately broke into a sweat, <laughs> and people are sitting there in like full clothing. Yeah, like, dude, just fucking nothing. I'm like, what? Wow. So there's a lot of just little differences like that that um, I'm picking up on. I'm just gonna have, like I can't. I'm not gonna be upset about it. You know, I'm just you're gonna have to just see what happens. You know. Yeah, dude, just live it up. A million other up. awesome things going on. That one thing shouldn't be getting too far in the way. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, it's nice to really talk to you. 
you know for sure like i haven't been able to really on. see in a while that's great um that's but the thing i hope is, you haven't forgot what yeah sorry i mean like whenever we're doing like the going away party or the various like goodbyes with all my friends like they really stung like every single one of them but i realized yeah. with both you two they they were like they're almost nothing because like yeah I'm gonna see you guys say, on, yeah. on the podcast in like a yeah. couple Freaking weeks you know? no big deal week. yeah, I was gonna yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the biggest difference really <laughs> yeah well, so it, uh, is, it is definitely good to be here yeah and this beer so, that we've got is fucking awesome oh, yeah I was about to try to bring up. it up a little bit yeah we're getting a little bit behind gun. sorry you know jumping up a little bit but uh, we are drinking a beer here so Hunter if you want to kind of take the horn on that tell me what we're drinking right now okay I will take the horn. Uh, so yeah, this is Avery Brewing Company's Raja Double IPA, and it is a year-round brew of theirs. It is 8.0% alcohol by volume. On their website, it says, I like this one. It's like succinct. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, what's this good it doesn't what's say that on the website. Again? It's got but. really cool font. <laughs> but yeah. no, it's, it's a succinct little descriptor, right? Brazenly bitter. Dashingly dry hopped. Raja is an audacious addition to our lengthy lineage of intrepid IPAs. That's a little adjective. That's heavy, a man. It, it's a I lot like of that. alliteration That's now. I just realized that. <laughs> you are easily hops impressed. Hops for all. Yeah. All for hops. They have their own little like scale rating system thing here. Um, basically, it just says malt, no. Yeast, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reinheit's kaboot, no. Uh, hop driven, yeah. Hell, and then yeah. they have a nice little uh, yeah. quote. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo, there should definitely be a scale based yeah. on this. There's a yeah. They have a quote <laughs> from a guy that is called their chief barrel herder, which is kind of a cool name. It's kind yeah. of a cool title. That's a on a title. business card, that'd be pretty amped. Yeah. Imagine like waking up at like 5 a.m. and like rolling in the barrels. Yeah, that actually you know? sounds terrible. That job sounds awesome, dude. It fucking blows. It has dude. benefits. Do you know though, what I bro. do? You know what uh, a bail herder is? <laughs> and it, this guy says, Raja tastes like a passion fruit wrapped in really good weed. And I oh. like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah they just went for it, man. Yeah, they didn't care. They didn't give two shits. When you're from Colorado, you can talk about the weed. Yeah, you can do yeah. fit. We're all getting, you know, fucking <laughs> ashamed over hey, here. You getting can rosy talk about cheeks. it too, Mr. Oh, yeah. I've already looked up the laws, brother man. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. Um, posted them on the I'm wall. ridiculous right now. <laughs> I got to pick a quick little bone with y'all. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, yeah. Two, two episodes ago, you reviewed a beer that sounded fucking heavenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And you all were like coming down on the ratings. And you said specifically, I'm never going to give anything a 10. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Dude, Look, we've always said that we were never going to give a tip. I am. That's, that's, like, that's, that's like, like the, the I'm excited to explore this mentality because I agree with both of you here and we need to figure this out right now. Okay. This, that's if like saying that's like saying the scale on a scale from 1 to 9.5 then. Like then you just made 9.5 a 10. I think That's true. I think that when you say 10, it's a masterpiece. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's, he's getting them here. It's almost like a ten is like perfection, and I don't know if I've ever had. I don't think that's that the right consider. way to look at it, though. I don't think anything's perfect. I agree. I, I know. I don't think anything's a ten. That's kind of how I'm looking at. It. Come on, ten is like there's no room for improvement here, and I think that it's kind of hard to nail down anything that's a true ten. That's like a that's like an Where ideology. Would you, okay, itself, okay. There's always okay. room for growth. That's fine. Where would you want <laughs> okay. that beer to improve? 
Oh, that well, that's a whole different. You need to go try it, dude. It was fucking incredible. It sounded awesome. It sounded. I, really I, I honestly yeah. don't know if y'all. I mean, that's just how I've always looked. I at do kind of feel bad. You've never given a ten. I haven't, but I but I was thinking then, <laughs> nope, listening nope. to it now. I was <laughs> I was I was I remembered the nine point five that I gave out. And I kind of remember my reasons for not going ten on that one, but I think I'm more. I think I'm ready to lay it down, man. I'm going to put a ten out there at some point. Twenty seventeen might be the year a beer gets a ten. <laughs> you might have to go well, check out that beer, man. Well, now we have to do everything we can to just find the best beers in the world. That needs to be. We the still got to think about what we're going to do for the hundredth mother freaking episode. I'm Yo, sure I still, like you know, this. I'm going to float this idea out there now, community. If you're digging on it, but I really think that we should do forties for. That's what I yeah I was telling you about that. Edward I mean that's forty hands. That's exactly what we need to do, right? <laughs> this uh, series of forties. Because right. spoiler spoiler alert, I had a forty a few weeks ago. They're not that bad. They're awesome. Okay. <laughs> they're like how bad did you have? I like how you switched from they're not that bad. They're like the best thing I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that bad. I started drinking them constantly. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, look, I think the beer that we're drinking right now is fucking big and is going to take some time to really open up. It's definitely yeah. bitter. I taste uh, like rind. Like, I don't really know what the flavor of passion fruit is, but to me, this tastes like a uh, blood orange. Man, yeah, you know? it's hoppy yeah. as fuck. Hoppy and sweet, though. Yeah. Yeah. Blood orange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they said passion fruit. So, Which, if, yeah, if you know your blood orange, it's like a little bit more citrusy than your more traditional orange. Yeah. Like almost in between some, a grapefruit and an orange. Yeah, I'm almost getting a little like of what I would think of is like the acidity that would be in like a, a grapefruit or something. Yeah. yeah, but I think there's also like, I mean, there's on toppy as fuck, so the bitterness is coming from there, but there's also more like that citrus bitterness. Well, I think like a distinction also needs to be made. And this is if I was in the room with you guys on one of the last episodes, I would have made this distinction. I think, I don't think it's right to, I think our brewer friends would say that we shouldn't equate hoppiness with bitterness. It's true. Right. true. That you can have hoppy flavor and not a bitter beer, yeah. even though bittering comes from hops. I think it's important to distinguish those two things. I think they're like cousins. Yeah, they're related, you know. But you <laughs> yeah, can't just you put know, them I was thinking, where would they be on the tree? And cousins just <laughs> yeah, <fits> right <laughs> exactly. In. Third cousins, right? But this is kind of nice, man. This it's, is a it's good bitter, beer, but like not too much for me to handle. Yeah, double That's, IPA for two sides of the computer, man. We're back on it. Sounds this good. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And on that note, we are actually back on it. Okay. So uh, let's kind of get into some news stories here. This. It's Vitty Banther. That's going to be an editing challenge. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all I think about when I do my beeps is like how obnoxious this is going to be. It's like, <laughs> pretty difficult to throw you for a loop when you have it right there in front of you. You're just like this, that, this, that. When you've been doing it as long as I have. Like when it has been... to be an A minor here. <laughs> and it has to be a C sharp here. What would you call this occupation? Like a, a beep, like melodizer? A beep, enthusiast? Like beep a doctor. Beep, a beep doctor is also a really good name as well. A beep producer? A beep deucer? That's a beep deucer? <laughs> well, I like a that. A beeper? Yeah. So what's uh, what's really been going on, Chase? Yeah, so you guys bit. have been in the far-flung future these last couple episodes, bringing mm-hmm. new stories that are quite speculative and inspirational. 
I have seen a few things in the news the past two weeks that have gotten me real excited, so I want to bring it back to what's been going on here in the now. The first news story that we're going to do comes from Polygon, and the title is Washington, D.C. sponsoring major esports team and building esports arena. I've got quite a few stories, so we're going to kind of go through them a little bit quickly, and it's just going to be more about checking in with them. But it reads... Washington, D.C., and it's talking about just the state government, is making a considerable push into esports, starting with the sponsorship of a major esports team and the construction of a multi-purpose arena with esports primarily in mind. Max Brown, the chairman of Events D.C., which manages conventions, sports, and entertainment in the district, told Mashable that the $65 million 4,200-seat arena will be built for the Washington Mystics of the WNBA, but will also be fully tailored and wired for esports. Meantime, NRG Esports, which fields teams in seven games, including Overwatch, Counter-Strike, and Hearthstone, will be sponsored by East Events DC going forward. I read this and I was like, holy balls, a state government is investing in esports. Like, I couldn't make that headline up if I tried, you know? Yeah. Does it really surprise you, though? I mean, it's, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem as though it's, it's the next step. It's not surprising, but like it's just it's cool to see. It's still happening. the biggest step, you know. Like you were it anticipating is, it, is it and it's happening now. Like here it comes, you know. That's sort of whoa, feeling. Whoa, whoa, yeah. oh, whoa. Yeah. oh, that looks like that'd be pretty. Oh, oh, oh God! <laughs> I mean, I was talking to people who um, work in the industry, and one of the some of the career advice I got was like, "Dude, just work in esports because it's about to explode, and no one knows yeah. what they're doing. And when they finally figure it out, they're all gonna get rich." And yeah. watching sort of just the snowball of. I mean, look at the the ex NBA players who like the guy who owns Echo Fox or Red how the Seventy Sixers bought teams and like mm-hmm. we're building and there was a we did a story where in London they're building a specific esports arena and now this one's supposed to double as an esports arena. It's just like it's nuts, dude. It's just so obvious that all of the investments are coming in right now. All of because yes. it's like there's a huge flow. Like not necessarily the scene has changed a whole bunch, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of money just kind of being thrown in, and everybody's like, "Wait, what the fuck is happening?" Yeah, it's like I a mean, lot of investors just poking at something with a stick. Like, yeah, I don't know when this is gonna pop off. And like every yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, every sort of subsection, I think of esports is kind of blowing up in its own way. So you always got those you know Counter Strike teams and League of Legends teams, mm-hmm. and they're kind of hitting that echelon where they're kind of hitting like equal set. They've already surpassed like the B sports, you know. Yeah, and they're actually like equated to you know the fucking big league sports yeah. man like fucking basketball and baseball they're on that same level now because they already have followings yeah, yeah and, yeah, and for context the dota 2 internationals has as many concurrent viewers that could fill nine of the largest soccer stadiums in the world at once that's insane dude so they're probably beyond like average sports numbers man because <laughs> i think that sports are also in a decline in some way you know and I think that all like all the like subcategories of esports as well, like the FGC. Obviously, we've noted that Echo Fox just came in and bought like everybody that's fucking good, really big names. And, yeah, like huge names and names that like to the FGC are like, whoa, these guys are like the money fucking dudes. And like, if one sponsorship had enough money to just get one on there, then this huge company comes in and buys like fucking ten of them. That's just when we're all just sitting here being like, wait, why? You the know? players because are getting the bigger. Thing, yeah, yeah, because it's going to be huge, man. And they're going to fucking like commercialize them. They're going to make them into these personalities. They're going to make them into like sport players, man. Do y'all think that when investors come at the proposition of, of investing in esports, do you think that it's more so from just a general, like, I just want to get in on the action kind of deal? Do you think that they're like, looking at specific games 
that they want to be like involved in that they think will blow up? I'm, I'm kind of just wondering like, what are the things that are going to be considered in making an investment by an investor in esports? I mean, I have no clue, but my <laughs> yeah, speculation uh, would be that it's probably people with the money who are contacting those who would know the scene a bit better. Because, mm-hmm. But all of the things that you mentioned, like what the game is, or like if, if you're going to be someone who owns players, then yeah, you got to, th- or teams, it's like, okay, well, what, what, what game do I buy a team for? Yeah, if that's kind of what I'm wondering about. Is yeah, like, or yeah, like if, they- if you want to, I mean, and I think this is another perfectly uh, viable side to what is look like what this new industry could be. Like, what if you were just the production company? What if, I, if, what if you started a, a company that was like, look, you want to hold an esports event? You pay me. I got all my dudes. We're going to set this thing up. We, I got a team full of Teamsters, and we're going to put this show on for you. I just need the money. You, you know, mean like, like the ESPN of esports, basically? I mean, uh, in the like sense... the production company. The production company. May, maybe not the a production company of like media surrounding it, mm-hmm. but also that, but more of like, I need someone needs to build the stage. So we need sound systems. We need, we need streaming equipment. We need all of the wires and the cables mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know? All being run to at the same... That's a big thing, because it's like, of course I want to run the biggest tournament in like, the world, right? Or I just want to run like a modestly sized tournament. Yeah. But here's the thing is I need a fucking million bucks to... Like buy rent the ten space. computers, rent the space, rent the consoles, rent all the equipment to stream it, rent all the equipment to like uh, capture it on video and everything. And I think so somebody's going to be like the best at that, right? Yeah, of course, like, because you know? we've we've already even seen in just like the couple of instances, even that I got to see, like yeah. the last uh, what was the one that I got to watch with y'all? Capcom Cup. Yeah, Capcom Cup. But that was that was huge. That was by like ESPN themselves. Yeah, yeah. and so like even even we were talking after that, speculating about how they could make improvements. Uh, how you could have like the the players like images either in the corners or like showing their hands or something you know just like little things that'll separate production companies. I even I actually you think that one will like float to the top and be like that fucking one yeah, that everyone wants to book. It's those little things. I actually was thinking about this today because I was watching the Austin Invitational, which for, was um, so good. It was so good. It's so tight. <laughs> Snake Eyes, but, you're the coolest. Yeah, and I noticed. Um, so like they'll mix up the names on top by accident, and then when they like switch them, it's obvious that somebody's like deleting the name and then like moving it over on like a computer. Mm. And like when they add, you know, when somebody wins a round or like a, a set, so it's like they have the like actual number on the screen. It's obvious that somebody's just like deleting and then filling it with a new one. And <laughs> so it's I think janky. about yeah, and I think about basketball and I think about like what happens every time somebody like scores. There's it's like animated. an animation where it's yeah. like a flip and like the animation goes through and it's just those little nuances that I think are gonna really push like esports to that's presentation that status. You know? yeah that's presentation just, it just goes to where like somebody who's not necessarily invested in the sport mm-hmm. will watch it and still feel like it'll look like a more polished premium yeah, product and polished and just think that this is cool to watch you know mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. all right. Our next uh, news story, we're going to check in. We talked a good bit about um, the virtual reality lawsuit that was going on between Zenimax and Oculus. And we've yeah. got one more quick little development. This one also comes from Polygon. It reads Carmack strikes back at Zenimax with a new lawsuit. And it reads John Carmack is suing former employer, employer Zenimax for $22.5 million in alleged unpaid earnings. And I'm just going to paraphrase real quick and let you guys know. Um, he's essentially saying that during the buyout of id, which Zenimax, Zenimax bought id, he's saying that he didn't get all of the money that he was owned. And so he wants the $22.5 million in earnings that he says that he was owed. And Zenimax's comment back 
in their official statement says, quote, sour grapes is not an affirmative defense to a breach of contract, end quote. So we're just... Sour grapes. Might as well just be blow me. This is getting basic up in here. Exactly. And then they also say, quote, apparently lacking in remorse and disregarding the evidence of his many faithless acts and violations of the law, Mr. Carmack has decided to try again, end quote. So things are getting just real mudslingy down there. Dude, man. Yeah, that's getting salty as fuck over there, man. Yeah. Jeez. I mean... And so, and so, is this? So, he doesn't have like a contractual basis with which to actually approach this. This is just like I did this thing and it made money, so give me that. Is well, that what it is? It's or? just so obvious that this is him countersuing, right? That's the idea. Yeah, but it's not over this. But it's not over the um, specific lawsuit with uh, virtual reality. It's he's mm-hmm. countersuing the same company, but now it's over a different uh, like point of grief. You know, it, um, it unfortunately stinks because whether how true it is it looks a lot worse coming right after them him like being sued essentially or the company being sued mm-hmm. involving yeah. him you know the thing so is, it obviously is, looks like he's just trying to get that back. dude's name is is a big deal like john carmack is a very influential one of the very most important. influential figures in the gaming industry and also just in technology so when he does things like you have to imagine that he's very He's probably very convinced and like he understands like what's at stake and which is his reputation. But it is. Mm. But to our eyes, we're like, what the fuck is going on over there? You know, like it's like a reality TV show. But yeah, Yeah. I like watching it from afar. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Okay, Uh, our next news story comes from Bloomberg Technology and the title is Amazon's Twitch to sell video games on streaming site. And I I thought this was super interesting. And it reads, Amazon.com Incorporated's video game streaming site Twitch Interactive will begin selling games and features in the coming months, furthering its evolution from an online gathering spot for enthusiasts into a commerce hub for the $100 billion industry. It says, Twitch... Viewers will be inspired to download games and purchase features while watching their favorite favorite players use them. It's similar to a basketball fan buying a pair of Nike Seekers from the LeBron James collection after watching the Cleveland Cavaliers star a hit game-winning shot. Um, and just some extra information. Basically, and when they say features, they mean like uh, in-game items. So if you're watching like a free-to-play game, then you could buy stuff that would cost microtransactions straight from the twi- the Twitch streamers webpage. The Twitch streamers will get a cut, they'll get 5% of the profits while the gaming companies will get 70% and Amazon will get 30%. When I read this, I would just thought about the first of all Twitch streamers, so the professional ones who literally make their living doing it. They work a full-time job. Um they make tons of money already off of subscriptions and and um tips. This is another source of revenue for them, but it's also it, it adds another point in conversation when you when you look at Twitch and people say they don't know how to sometimes grapple with it. They're like, well, people buy my game if instead they can just go watch the whole thing. You know, like where what is the relationship between people being able to consume my game's content without actually buying and paying for it? This is sort of like a step in bridging that gap, you know? And yeah. so I just I think it's a very shrewd and smart business move on on their part. Yeah, I mean, it is smart, and it is, like, kind of the natural progression. Yeah, that's kind of what I was you know saying. What I mean? like the next little bit of elbow room there. Yeah, but, of course, I think everybody's mostly worried about, like, the death of authenticity when it comes to what Twitch is and what these Twitch streamers are doing, because you like to think that what Twitch is is it gives you this, like, ability to communicate, 
like instantly with somebody, like even quicker than you would. It's a like chat Twitter. Room. It's a chat room, and you can chat with the person streaming. They will respond to you. Mm. Exactly. I mean, of course, when it gets to these preposterous numbers of people viewing, it's you know, right, much yeah, less likely, not. but <laughs> it's still, you know, I can get on and watch some of my favorite streamers and literally ask them questions. Yeah. And they can respond to me instantly, you know, and that's, you know, and you like to think that they are responding to me as the player and as the person mm-hmm. and not necessarily having these skewed, you know, argument or skewed whatever responses due to them maybe trying to sell you, you think something. that they might not now be a salesman you know it's like you know you don't want to like i don't want to watch somebody play street fighter 6 and be like hey man should i buy this game them hate it or them not like it but them just being like yeah you should totally get this game <laughs> you know i mean that's really like straight that's a dumb example but you see what i mean like something well, that may I, be less important to me than a street fighter and game, i I'm think another it. aspect of just when you talk about authenticity and genuineness on the platform is really more about now the ethics behind it because yeah. when you have youtubers and such where there's there, over the past year there's been a lot of like really shady shit where they will get um, access to games from PR companies and it's really just, there's no rules and it's like the wild, wild west out there where they, the, these PR companies can say like, you can't say anything bad about the game. I want you to touch on these main points mm-hmm. and you don't have to disclose any of this to anybody, right? Yeah. And so there's been a lot of really weird questions now over what is the right uh, course of action and now when you're getting involved with, I'm a Twitch streamer and I can make money by selling this game, and maybe, you know, and, and, and it's already a strategy for game companies to give their games to huge streamers. They want them to stream it because they want it in front of people's faces. Right. Now that impetus is going to be on them even more. And the relationship between those two might get even fuzzier with when there's companies who like are willing to be a little shady with it, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's strange, man. I feel like y'all like basically covered exactly what I would say. Yeah, it's just, yeah I agree. Just blurring, blurring the lines between uh, salesmanship and authenticity. I mean, that's, it sounds yeah. like kind of what that is. But, I mean, it's, it's cool that they're giving them another stream of revenue to kind of uh, cash in on. You know, yeah. any, sort of, any sort of extra little yeah. bone. And little it is help. cool knowing that like, maybe you could play a game that you are really passionate about and earn that much more like, directly from getting people to buy this game. You get a cut of that because you inspired them to play that. How game. do you? How do you? How would they ad- assert that because this person bought this game that it's attributable to the streamer or whatever? They have to buy it through like you know a link on the stream or something. Oh really? Know? It's it's. I'm not path. exactly sure how it works, but I'm sure it's like that. It like okay. leads you to Amazon.com through that link, and it yeah yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And but I do think the side of the conversation um, that we left out a little bit that I want to reiterate though that I think is interesting is the idea that now. Someone could go into a stream and see some game they've never seen before and be like, this is fucking cool. What is this? Oh, it's this game. I'm going to buy it, you know? And Hmm. now when we finally get the data that's like, this is how much money this game made from the Twitch storefront as opposed to the other, maybe other storefronts that have gotten cluttered, you know, or that are steam is very hard to discover games now because there's so many of them. Well, this is a new one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just going to be an interesting wrinkle to the conversation about game sales and, and and game discoverability. So yeah, (laughs) makes it that much easier. Very true. Yeah. It's all very cool. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next with Twitch. Yeah. All right. Our last story. This one really blew my shit when I was in the hotel and I saw this. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but YouTube announced a TV service. 
Go on. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I did not did, notice. No, 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 I that? didn't. I really didn't. Okay, so this one comes from ArsTechnica.com, and it's not a story announcing YouTube TV. Um, it's more of a story comparing it to other streaming um, services like DirecTV, PlayStation View, and Sling TV. And just as disclosure, I do work for Sony, so we're about to talk about a, play, a Sony product. But <laughs> okay. it, um, I have to say that. Okay, so, it, it reads, YouTube announced its long-rumored YouTube TV service last week, plunging the online video platform into the competitive world of live TV streaming. On the service, the $35 per month YouTube TV looks like a good deal. Dozens of broadcast and cable channels, including numerous sports networks, a cloud-based DVR service, up to three simultaneous streams, and more. YouTube TV will launch sometime later this year, but there are already a lot of competition for the service. The biggest challenger is being DirecTV now, PlayStation View, and Sling TV. Offer many; those offer many similar features to YouTube TV. So they have a sheet here that's comparing YouTube. You, oh my God, YouTube TV to some of these other services. Mm. So the monthly price is thirty-five dollars. DirecTV now is thirty-five. PlayStation View is forty, and Sling TV is twenty. You're going to get 44 channels. It includes these sports channels, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3, ESPNU, all of basically all of ESPN shit. CBS Sports, um, it's got it's got about 6 to 7 more sports channels than all of its other competitors. Okay. You can um, add on Showtime and Fox Soccer Plus whereas with DirecTV and PlayStation View, you can add on like HBO. Mm-hmm. Um it has a DVR, whereas DirecTV does not. PlayStation View does. Uh, there's on-demand channels as well. And you can have three simultaneous streams, whereas View offers five, DirecTV offers two. So with all that information, how does this hit you? If this is the first time you've heard about YouTube TV, which is apparently going to be launching this year, I saw it and I was like, dude, I already spend all my time on YouTube. This is fucking cool. Yeah. You say you spend all your time on YouTube? I spend. I watch so much YouTube, dude. Yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. It's too. like primarily where if I'm watching something, it's going to be either through Twitch or YouTube. Yeah. And I watch. And I, I watch. I probably watch stuff at least for thirty minutes a day. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that statement as well for myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not too terribly familiar with like Sling TV or with Direct TVs. Uh, it's DirecTV Now or something as well. Yeah. It's like a, essentially like a streaming service. But like if you also include other things that aren't necessarily like the live TV like mm-hmm. shows, like but you have like Hulu, you know, which essentially is like the next day that show that aired is available yep. there. Um, and then you take into account like ESPN.com, which from whenever all the sports I've ever needed to watch, which is mostly like anything basketball related, mm-hmm. has always been free to stream from ESPN.com. Yeah. I just like, I don't know what these services offer you that aren't already offered on these other services. Yeah. You know <laughs> That's what I mean? What I'm they, they, they just essentially offer you what a cable package would offer you, right? Like you're going to have yeah. AMC, Cartoon Network, Boomerang, the Food Network, you know, HDTV, all of the TV channels live as they were on cable, but you can also DVR them and so yeah. on and so forth. And it's a $35 asking price, which is much different than like the normal bundled bullshit you got to go through when you're with AT&T oh, or you're sure. anything you're up better there, like, than cable. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, th- well, so that's the thing, right? Is like when I saw this, I'm like, wow, like a $35 entry point to actually having some TV channels because, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't had cable for over two years now. And, mm-hmm. 
basically what my living room consists of is it's either quiet, which I don't really enjoy, or I've got music on, or I try to put like a YouTube show on or like a Netflix show on. And, you know, for $35 to have access to just cable, you know, like if I just mm-hmm. want it on to, and, you know, like Comedy Central, like I don't really watch South Park anymore simply because I don't have cable, you know? Yeah. And so to me, it's just a, it's an easy entry point into just passive TV viewing, you know? Yeah. I think that, well, I'm not really terribly sure what PlayStation View offers you in comparison. I bet but, this guy could tell you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's true. Uh, but when you take into consideration like Sling TV and how now you have, your options are now like DirecTV Now, Sling TV, YouTube TV, and PlayStation View, I think that two of the biggest draws are going to be like, I'm trying to step away from cable, so I'm not going to do something DirecTV related. And I know what YouTube is. And I'm like he said, I'm on there already mm-hmm. all the fucking time. And then you have PlayStation, which is something that you most likely have in your house as well. So it's I almost can just see like that. going with what you're most familiar with. Yeah. Well, I also just think that like th- I think this will negatively affect Sling TV a lot and DirecTV now. And I think this is one step like pushing away what cable is pushing cable in, in its form right now into extinction well look aside, aside from the conversation of just what the value proposition is and what they're offering as a service where do you think this falls in line with the conversation of youtube's just growth as a platform and its ubiquity now and like i think i don't have the number on this and i've heard this just in passing this is totally anecdotal but i heard recently that like the time spent watching is now is now greater on YouTube per minute per capita than it is on TV. Like the tipping mm-hmm. point, the tipping point has has just come and gone, and now people, most people watch more minutes on YouTube than they do on TV. And so this is just an this is another piece of the narrative and whatever person and whatever research paper is being written five years from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what does this do to 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 TV? You know. It almost like legitimizes that YouTube is the new is the next generation of TV. I mean, if anything, it's just like the final little stepping stone point that we don't really need cable or TV or any of that shit anymore. I mean, yeah, if you look at Wyatt, who is four months old or four months old, four, yeah, <laughs> he is killing it. With four years was. old, he has like no idea the concept of cable. Yeah, and the idea of like, hold crazy. up, I have to wait around for this show to like be on before I can watch it. He just thinks that everything is instant and on. it comes on whenever he wants because his TV is YouTube, yeah. you know, or Netflix, you mm-hmm. know. So I think that's just the new generation. God, that's of fucking mind blowing. Yeah, isn't that fucking? <laughs> he has no fucking clue how TV works. He's just what? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. It's just YouTube is already the new TV. It might as well like fully embrace that, and it will. I mean, it's just taking that final little edge that cable has, which is like. We have everything at its newest point. Uh-huh. When it's on, you can watch it with us on cable. They're just trying to take that last little bit. To be like, and even now. beyond that, like just Google. I mean, yeah. the fact that oh like God, I was, I, I was trying to, I was trying to be Alphabet. like, well, I don't have cable either, and I'm not going to buy this because I have Chromecast. But then, yeah. wait, fuck. Google owns that shit too. Yeah. So they're like, I'm consuming their shit. Yeah. Dude, I was at a, to, I was, to bypass the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a gas station in the middle of the fucking desert and filling up next to me is a Google Maps car. <laughs> and, all I could, and all I could think about was just like, dude, you guys, like, I felt in that moment, I was like, you guys are like agents, you know? Like, what the fuck are you guys up to? You know, like, you guys yeah. are <laughs> everywhere, you're everything. 
You know, it, ugh, Google freaks me out. But like yeah, that's that is Red all the news. And then around. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for bearing yeah. with me. Thank yeah. you for bringing them. Of course, it's like old times. Awesome. We're mixing yeah, it in a little bit of new, a little yeah, bit you're old. Yanking the chain a little yeah. bit on the new ski. I gotta here. keep this guy honest. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have him running away with the show like it's his. Who's this you know? guy is that? Who is that? Me? I, I guess Am I this guy? guy? It's <laughs> not me. I know that. Well, well, thank you for bringing the news stories. I really appreciate it. Let's go ahead and go into halftime, figure out how we feel about these beers, then come on back for maybe an old school segment and then uh, get halftime on these beers. Okay. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Oh. That was swell. yeah. That was that was a nice one. It's nice to have that was you like back, a cute Chase. One. Yeah. <laughs> Cutie Chase over here. I got this bottle of rocket sauce, and I'm just pouring it on right now. We appreciate go. it, spicing up the show a little bit. Um, this beer. You I want Hunter. Beer? Hunter, you Is go it? first. I want to hear Hunter's thoughts on yeah. this. Yeah, Unadulterated, yeah, no Max just and Chase us, biases. Of one to ten, how straightforward is this beer, Hunter? <laughs> no, I'm one to nine point five. How straightforward? Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, fuck all you. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it drinks. I like the mouthfeel. It doesn't like stick around in my mouth a lot. Um, I feel like it's it, it it's bitter, but not 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 bitter to the point where I'm like drawing back and having to kind of like deal with it head on. Um, it does have a little bit of that like fruity, tropical, um, you know, the, like the acidity from almost like a grapefruit that, that I was noting on before. Um, I, I wouldn't say that it has like a, a, a heavy set like body in the, in the feel. Like I feel like it's fairly smooth. Like I could put it back pretty easily. I feel like if I want, um, I like it. It's, it's, it's doing, it's doing a double IPA justice as far as I'm concerned. I feel like it is smooth, but I do I do feel some heaviness to the body. Like I okay. feel the eight point five, but I think it's it's good. I, I think it's balanced very well. That I there is a pretty there's a pretty strong and forward bitterness there to it, and that's what mm-hmm. you expect in a double IPA, right? But yep. in some dub, double IPAs, I think a Rodeo Clown from Carbach is a good example yeah, of this, a, yeah. where it's very sweet because double IPA, yeah, well. Exactly. Double IPAs, you know, in the brewing process, they just take the first runnings. They don't Vorlauf it at all. They don't put any extra water into it. Right. So you get sort of that syrupy sweetness. I'm not getting any of that in this. And to me, that's a big plus. Yeah. Um, I don't really get uh, the dankness that they sort of talked about. Like it, it doesn't (laughs) really come across to me as like a skunky smell or anything, but it is just grapefruit rind. In my opinion, and the thing about like the thing about grapefruit is I'm not a big fan of it. Like mm-hmm. I think it's okay, but I've always there is that is not I don't know that flavor is there and it's prominent, and I think it's a good puzzle piece to this beer that like creates the balance. Um, but just personally, I'm not like the biggest fan of that flavor. But I think this has been a fucking fantastic double IPA so far. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think that the body is there, but the citrusiness cuts it quite a bit. That makes it, it gives it a lot more drinkability than I kind of expected hmm. going into uh, a double IPA. But I mean, just to kind of piggyback on what both of you guys said, I mean, it's, it's good. I like it a lot. I, I'm excited to see how it opens up uh, even more. I like yeah. it a lot. I like it. A I thought lot. it'd be a little more dank, Colorado. Yeah, when you said the wheat thing, like where I are thought, your nugs at, bro? <laughs> 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 Too many stems in this beer, dude. This isn't the cro- this isn't the cron cron I'm used to, dude. I like to call it the swag of beer. For the most part, a little more uh, a little more keef on this thing. But yeah, dude, it was. Oh man, ah, it's a good beer to be uh, drinking when you're just chilling at home. What if you like? What have you guys been doing at home lately? Have you guys just been hanging out? How's your weeks been, really, the two of you guys? I feel like I literally have a second job when I come home. And, and that, that second job is to get the Platinum Trophy in Neo so that I can get to the, to Zelda as soon as I can. I was going to say, like, I've, I'm noticing in the background uh, that Darian is playing something on the couch. She's I literally, assume. she's got her, a bar stool in front of the couch. On the bar stool is the Nintendo Switch, and in her hand is the controller, and she's on an adventure. <laughs> and I know nothing about that adventure right now. Uh, yeah, which is which is preposterous to me because you're one of the few people who got a Switch, you yeah. know, on the opening day, and you haven't even played it yet because you're so preoccupied with this Neo game. I've played one, two Switch a couple times. It's not that great. <laughs> yeah, I went straight back to Neo. But the thing is, is the entire world right now, at least my world, is nothing but Zelda. So on Twitter, it's just Zelda, 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 Zelda. No, I, know. I can't even check gaming websites anymore because it's just Zelda article after Zelda article, and I'm trying to stay Spoiler as far City. away as I can. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I I like posted a message on Twitter. I deleted the app from my phone for like a few weeks because like I'm just trying to stay away from Zelda right now. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's why you do that's hilarious. That's literally the reason, dude. Yeah, I'm not even fantastic. Joking. Guys, no Zelda yeah. news for two Don't weeks. Even, I'm gonna mail you a fucking letter. <laughs> Link just dies a, at the, the end. Screenshot of the end boss. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, dude, I'm man. I'm forty five hours deep into Neo, and this is one of the biggest, densest, content rich, honestly one of the best games I've played in years, man. Yeah. Wow. I know you've been really going off about this game so much, and I like you know, I remember when you really got yourself hooked into Dark Souls back when we were a kid. Um, and we, since Dark Souls 1 and Skyrim both came out at the same time. And I remember you being so stoked for Skyrim, right? Mm-hmm. And then you was playing Dark Souls like way more often. I was like, Chase, what's the deal? What happened to your favorite game of all time? And you're like, dude, I'm pretty sure Dark Souls is, is the best game, game of, all <laughs> of all time. And I was like, really? And then just from there, you've been so hooked into these games. And I was really excited because... I mean, every iteration of some form of the game, you know, whether it be like Bloodborne or Neo, which honestly, I'm not even sure if it's like fair to even compare Neo to Dark Souls. Oh, no, it absolutely like, is. I mean, is the, the developer yeah. Team Ninja, who has been making this game for like 10 years, has openly worn on their sleeve its Dark Souls influence and has yeah. publicly embraced the fact that they were inspired by Dark Souls when making this game. Well, that's good. Wow. Because, yeah, from what I'm concerned, it's just like the art style and everything involved in the design of the game like Dude. looks fucking incredible that's one of the things i love about this game is i'm a big fan of big boy barbie dolls which is just dressing up your characters in video games Mm -hmm. in this game um you can make any piece of armor that you're wearing look like any piece of armor you've gotten so you can just dress your dude up and like the fucking samurai armor in this game dude (laughs) like 
You just walk around. I'm like, Fuck I'm a murder machine. I'm a demon. I'm, in a, I'm a murder machine. Because <laughs> that's what the samurai has really stood for, you know? Uh-huh. Just being murdering machines. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though, because it reminds me. I, I delved back in over the weekend while I was driving to and from Austin uh, in some of our older episodes. And it was one where you were, like, asking. It was a just the quip where you yeah. were asking me about... What I my perspective is on you going through these uh, platinum runs, the trials and, I and tribulations. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't see it, but I know you love it. Well, you dude, know, you gotta do your. I thing. mean, to be as honest and upfront as possible, I am only trying to get this platinum trophy so I can brag about it. It's yeah. so I can. It's so I can the walk prestige. into a room and be like, yeah, I platinum, uh, I platinum Neo, and people are gonna be like, holy fuck, because that's know, like, like you're good at games, dude. It's yeah. the hardest thing ever, right? Like, as far as I'm concerned, it's like the hardest game, the hottest, the hottest modern the game hottest right now. Game. The hottest modern game right now. Coming at you with the hottest game. <laughs> the hardest modern game kind of floating around right now. So, yeah, so I've, I've been struggling with whether or not this game is more or less difficult than Dark Souls. But I also struggled with the same thing with Dark Souls 3, where I talk to people in the office and they're like, yeah, dude, like this boss took me like 40 tries or whatever. There's not been a single boss in this game that's taken me, like the hardest ones have taken me from like seven to 10 tries. And so I don't know if this game's just not as difficult as people have made it out to be, because there was a big stink when, not a stink, a big, um, what everyone was saying when this game's reviews came out was, this is harder than Dark Souls. And I was like, all right, well, let's see, you know, and I, I can't definitively say yes or no. What I do know is this game has deeper combat than Dark Souls. And I think that's why I've, I've loved it so much. Like there are five different weapon types. Each weapon type gives you a different move set. There's also three stances, and in each stance, you can customize your combos. So, like, the, degre- the degree of just elasticity and what you can do with a weapon in this game in so many different situations is incredible. And when there's those moments when you're like, you're in a tough spot, you're in a tough situation, and you're hitting your flow where it's like, I'm going to pop off this combo in this one stance, do a key pulse while also changing to the next one, which gives me like a 20% boost and then pop off in this next combo. And you're just like flowing through it. It's, it's, it's fucking masterful, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has its flaws. Like it's, it's level based. So you're not playing an open world. The level design is spectacular. Um, but I think its biggest drawback so far for me is that it doesn't have near as many as mo- of monsters that Dark Souls has. So I've gotten to the point now in the end game where I have just fought the same dudes so many times that it has gotten a little stale. They do try to change it up by like changing the like changing the group dynamic. Like, okay, this time we're going to give you this combination of people and it's going to change the way you have to fight them. But I've almost seen all of those now. Yeah. Um, but I do have to give it its props. It probably has like. 50% more bosses than Dark Souls does. Like, it is just boss really? after boss after boss after boss. And that's always the shining glory to these games. And honestly, like, anytime you're programming a boss, that's a whole entire, that's a unique piece of artificial intelligence. That's a unique AI compared to everything else in the game. And that, that takes work, dude. And that's also why I want to commend this game is just because of its depth. Like, a hundred side missions, you know, 50 fucking main missions, so many things for you to do. And it just, it, like, I'm 45 hours in, I haven't beaten the game. You know? It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. 45 fucking hours. Sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. Do you think, like, 
I mean, 2017 is a fucking dense year. It's the you know? dude. It's one of video games. It's uh, we might look back on this and compare it to like 2008. You know, as yeah. far as like golden years. I mean, like Zelda, Neo, Resident Evil, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Mass Effect Three. Then we've got Splatoon, Mario Odyssey, Red Dead Redemption Two, which is going to probably yeah. fucking blow us all out of oh the water. God. That comes out this year. Yep. Tekken all Seven, games, Tekken, yeah, yep. yeah Injustice just, oh, Two, yeah. like it's not gonna Absolver, all of the Ruiner, all Tokyo Forty Two, like all of the indie games are. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's, every section has its own shitload of games. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I only play fighting games. Oh no, nope, I'm still fucked. Like, oh, I'm on kind of an <laughs> indie gameplay. Like, oh that's, my god, there's still a million games. I think that's just gonna be the landscape from now on, man. It's just like there's now more options than than you could possibly have, and you just need to figure out what it's gonna be. And like, I've dude, the people writing for the guide for Zelda right now, the guy writer for IGN has put in 115 hours. He's got a 15% completion rate on the game. On Jesus. On, Neo? on Zelda. Oh, on Zelda? And so like <laughs> that's deep. That's I'm fucking s- absurd. I'm serious. Like, I'm step pre- out of Neo and step into Zelda and be like, oh shit. <laughs> well that's and that's but that's the thing is what that's I want to do is right now I'm I'm rushing Neo to get to Zelda. When I get to Zelda, uh, first of all, I'll probably take like a two week break from video games. Mm-hmm. But when I get to Zelda I'm just going to play it slow and methodical. And if it's the everlasting gobstopper that takes me to the end of the year, I'm going to let it last year was all about me trying to play as many games as I could. I think this year I'm going to allow myself to just really sink in and enjoy a game because what I've realized is so much work goes into completing like a whole product and games are very much judged on being a whole, like it's whole offering, but very rarely do people put in more than like eight hours and it's usually in the final pieces of the puzzle that you're seeing like the true work and everything come together for a game. And I want to, I want to give those people the benefit of the doubt and like, see what, what the, you know, like you wouldn't watch 15 minutes of every movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. right that would yeah. suck. Yeah. Sounds like you're going to have to put in a thousand hours. Jesus. And uh, fucking uh, a. Zelda. Oh man. Well, uh, a lot of new games are coming out, but sometimes you got to rely on an old classic to keep mm-hmm. things going. God, what a buttery segue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, I will give it to you, Max. Your segue game you. Pretty as great. a host, it's fucking splendid. Thank you. It's like I a hot green tea. Just like, mm, Segways yeah, are tough, well man. And it's, and it's awkward when you're caught in a bad one. But I'm glad this one moves so perfectly into the game I'm bringing today. Okay. Which is a, a reboot of an old classic that you guys used to do while I wasn't on the show. Okay. And I remember listening to it and thinking, like, man, I would have something to bring to that. I, th- I think I could throw him through a loop. Yeah. I'm doing another, uh, another heroes or, or a hero or zeros. zeros. Heroes or zeros. Throw down your sword and bend the knee. <laughs> Wait till you see my full power. Prepare yourself for a thousand fists. If no one else will do this, I will. That is a throwback. This one is in need of a reboot. This is, yeah, absolutely, (laughs) man. This is a, yeah, so just to kind of remind everybody uh, what the game is all about. What I've essentially done is I've created a list Mm -hmm. of uh, superheroes and or supervillains that may or may not exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So I have, and I'm always stuck on how to really approach these kind of games. Because I know you both are logical men. 
Okay. <laughs> you read We're into gonna buy by the rules for real. I mean, like you look into it and you think like, okay, I like how many rules? <laughs> <laughs> I know Hunter likes the rules over here. So yeah. But uh, so I have six of them, and I decided that the best way to go about this is I'm going to hit you guys with all six, okay? And I just want you guys to look at me and each with your own list of each one. Tell me which ones are in the the hero section and which ones are in the zero section. I don't want to go through them one by one. I don't want to tell you the answer one by one because then you're going to be like, okay, well I've had three heroes so far. I'm going to need a zero coming uh-huh. up. You feel me? Okay. So, so of course, yeah. So, so we got to turn in the Scantron essentially. Yeah, I'm wondering, should I just like take it on my phone and like like just put, list out which ones, and we should just put I mean, pencils down? It'll be no, 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 no. It, it's okay. It's like I will just go through the list here. It will take me a short second to hit them all. Uh, essentially, I have their name, like their their hero name. I have their real name. I have their origin, mm-hmm. like when they came about and like where and what company. Uh-huh. And then I have a short. Uh, like biography or short like list of their abilities or something you know okay that kind of explains just a little bit nothing i'm ready man it's locking low ready for it so we're just doing all of them we're just saying i think these are heroes and these are zeros yeah right okay. i think it's up to max to keep track of our answers yeah i was gonna say as i go through them you can just you can hit me with like a that one's in the zero section or whatever and then i'm gonna go through i'm gonna tell you which ones are all right okay Okay, so we so we just pop it off when we when we feel like we know whatever you feel if you need to wait to the very end to think about it you can but okay all right, I might reserve my judgment. That's the, you should, because right? <laughs> they get a little zany, okay? <laughs> a little zany. <laughs> All right. So the first possibility here is a superhero by the name of Libido. All right. His Le- real name Le- is... <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I already know what comic book this is from. Uh, <laughs> so his real name is Lester Gerklin. Uh, his origin is from DC in 1991 in a Constantine and Spawn crossover. Uh, his abilities are is that he was cursed for his sins of adultery in his life. Uh, libido becomes more powerful in categories such as speed, strength, and agility when he becomes more sexually aroused uh, by the situation. So it's kind of like the Hulk, only instead of being angry. He gets horny. Yeah. He gets a big yeah, boner, horny, big green right? dick. But he becomes more strong the sexier he feels. Right? Except this time he doesn't keep the pants when he bursts. Exactly. That's okay. the only thing that pops off. Okay. <laughs> it's just right. the pants. <laughs> All right, the next one I have here. Wait, wait, wait. No, we got that. Oh. We're gonna do. We're gonna answer these one by one. Oh yeah, you can hit me up now. I'll, we'll go through them right now, and I'll just tell I you know, what do you think right at the end. I think it's a hero. Why? <laughs> when he said when he said a Constantine crossover, I'm like, there's no way he just bullshitted that. What do you think? Constantine's a real. You think that's a comic book? I'm just thinking that he he said the word crossover, and I'm thinking. It's a pretty elaborate. You think this man who's rebooting <laughs> one of his favorite games isn't going to put little fucking jail baits in there like hey. that? <laughs> I think he's a hero. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think it's a hero, too. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we're just not uh, going to know, I no, guess. Well, no, hold on. Well, do you want me to tell you now? I don't know. I like to wait to the very end. I like to wait to the very end. Okay. 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 Don't worry. I have a great memory for both of you. Okay. Well, I, I'm keeping track of mine. Keep track of his, too, while you're in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. All righty. So the next hero, split screen. Uh, real name Don Gripley. Uh, origin Marvel. What's his, what's his real name? Don Gripley. 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 Origin is from Marvel, 1967. He is a Daredevil villain. Okay. 
Where does Connor looked up at me when I said Daredevil villain like he knows something. <laughs> He's like, oh, really? You think now? I don't know Daredevil? You don't think I don't know all of Daredevil's rogue gallery? Uh, so his abilities are the following. All right. Given access to a television set that is connected to some form of programming, Split Screen can pull his victims into the television where reality bends to the nature of the program. He can also travel through the television sets. That's cool, man. <laughs> That's a cool fucking That's power. Cool. I like that. I like that power. <laughs> I mean, my, my initial thought was like 1967. I don't even know if the word split screen has ever even been invented at this point. That's what I'm saying. Split screen is such... It's it's such a modern word in the video game lexicon. Mm-hmm. And when you call him Don Gripley, as if you're gripping a controller, and then we go with the 60s? And also, like, how do we know that the TV program is going to benefit him? This guy, yeah. I don't I'm going to say zero. And is, 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 <laughs> he just took a double uh-oh, take uh-oh. there. Yeah, he just said, really? Sad, so he, he grabs people and brings them in? Yes. Does he live in the TV? Uh, I mean, look, I, I read a very short paragraph. <laughs> but from my understanding... Does he live in the TV? Is that he pulls you into the TV by, like... I gotta give and this he can one manipulate a hero. It. I gotta give this one a hero as well. Because I'm thinking... I said zero. Me- what? Yeah. I know. I'm going to give this one a hero. Yeah, I fucking know. Yeah, thank you, Hunter. Okay. I know. <laughs> I'm saying it's not a hero. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying as well as in my last answer, bro. Uh, yeah. God okay. damn it, Hunter. Okay. Please, let him go. What are you saying, Chase? I'm saying when I first heard this, I'm like this is obnoxiously not a hero. But it starts fleshing out in a weird way. Gripply, <laughs> he's grabbing people. I'm, f- you know, fuck it. I'm going <laughs> balls out <laughs> on the on table. The edge. Yeah, we're already going a little crazy here. <laughs> All righty. All right. So the next hero is going to be long shot. Hmm. Now his real name is unknown because he's an alien. <laughs> uh, <laughs> his origin is from Marvel 1985. He's a part of the X-Men slash X factor. Most specifically of the X-Men. What's the X Factor? Yeah, give me a little. It's like a B list of superheroes that don't handle the big dog stuff of X Men. Like something, X-23. something pretty, pretty They're unknown like the to the mainstream. Yeah, like um, like X twenty three. Like uh, something that no one would know, so we wouldn't be able to tell if it was actually a part of that or not. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say zero on this one. You're gonna go ahead and say zero at that. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna and put my the rest. Yeah, just for the rest of it. All yeah, right. That's okay, uh, Hunter. You can take the rest. I'm gonna say. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you jump the gun a little more, bro? Go ahead and unplug your microphone, please. Yeah. I mean, you're. Uh, <laughs> You're not invited to this party. No, dude, I'm fucking, I'm locked in. I'm I'm not changing my answer. That's fine. His abilities, uh, and just to kind of really flesh him out, he has three fingers and a thumb. Uh, He has proficiency in gun and blade combat, but most notably, the power of probability manipulation, which essentially boils down to the fact that he has the uncanny ability to be incredibly lucky in situations. Thus, long shot. Yeah. Like a long shot. It's all too unrelated, Uh, man. The 80s. He has, he has, what is it, manipulation? It's called probability, probability manipulation. manipulation. Hmm. <laughs> he always takes like, the right word. shot, man. But uh, I mean, that makes it seem like maybe he's not lucky. Maybe he just knows things that seem really unlucky, but he knows the odds so well that he's always. He is an right. alien. Well, look, so. man, is it all coincidence or is it Jesus taking the wheel, dude? Think about it. <laughs> 
Um, just to counter you, I'm going to say that it's a hero. You're going to say hero? That's it. That's, that's, that's all of the reasoning behind that. Just to counter <laughs> that's me. That's it. Yeah, Nobody's swayed you, by the fucking abilities here. That's fine. We're moving on to the next one here. Now, there's six total, so we're halfway through. Okay. Uh, I've got Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> Real name, <laughs> Floyd Belkin. Origin is from D.C., uh, 1989, and he is in the Legion of Superheroes. Again, not really your B list, but throwing down to maybe your D list of superheroes. Yeah, okay, if he's anywhere even in C, I'm like get the a little concerned. Arm fall off, boy. He has the amazing ability uh, to detach his arms and use them as clubs, and then safely reattach them. That is fucking hysterical. But not, <laughs> but not much else is explored on his background. So he uses one arm. To yeah, pull only one at a time. Arm. In theory, okay, he only uses I'm one like, at a time. Can't yeah. use both arms. If you pull both your arms off, whoops! You know. Yeah, what are you? Kick him around. So wait, do we uh, like what year was this guy in circulation? 1989. 1989. And he's DC. You said. Yeah. See, that makes a little sense to me, right? DC's well past its prime. Yeah. The point, <laughs> they're spitballing, like, dude, what fucking, what can we do? What, what can we possibly make, like? I got it. How about how about this <laughs> arm fall off boy? All right, and the dude's like, dude, it's due in like an hour. Hunter, what do you send think? it in? I'm I'm can't, I'm just wondering if I can ask like a little bit of a understanding about DC in general. Yeah. <laughs> Have they had anything that's like specifically comedy? Um, that you would you call like, arm fall off boy comedy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that have to like, do with the situation at all? That's like meant to be comedic in nature, more so than like the action interview. I will say that, like, I'm sure that they have, right? But I will say, from what I've read, this was not intended to be like a strictly comedic, okay, performance. Like he was teamed up with like He's got people some I found when his fair, arms like fall off. people fairly well renowned, or you know, I mean, I can't think of them off the top of my head, like maybe Starfire. I'm thinking even if you're in 1989, I don't think you can really feel like this is going to pass. I'm going to say it's zero. See, I'm thinking like it's it's too ridiculous. It's so ridiculous <laughs> that I, I'm doing like, I think you're going rock, which means I should do paper, but you know I'm going paper, so you're doing scissors. <laughs> I got to go rock. That's a hero, dude. That's a hero Yeah, right but there? I think that he's double fucked yeah, on say, the brain, out. man. I think watch out for like, my brain double fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's nearly that deep and we're probably way over thinking I don't know, it. dude. Maybe. <laughs> All right. The next one here. Stilt Man. Real Stilt? name. Stilt Man. Real name. name. Max Scott. <laughs> Real name. Shut up. Real name. Oh, that's Butt Boy. <laughs> okay. All right. This is my game. <laughs> so how about we let me get <laughs> Mud Butt Max. I was so close to a little spoon. <laughs> Big <next>. little spoon. <laughs> yeah. Little spoon. Almost had my way. Uh, real name, Wilbur Day. Origin, Marvel, 1965. Also a Daredevil villain. Uh, his powers include, uh, he is a super genius who has constructed a battle suit consisting of hydraulics that can lift him up to 15, or can lift up to 1,500 pounds and propel him 250 feet in the air and are virtually indestructible. And if you need me to really paint the picture, he's a man on giant indestructible stilts. So, so how does how is that villainous? Well, like, he's doing villainous he things. Really tall. Like you don't understand. Well, it's how not the power is. that's villainous. It's what you do with the power. <laughs> Look, it, in the Max Scott household, we got a lot of W names. We got Wyatt. We've got Wendell. 
Which, by the way, next time you get two dogs and don't text me, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I was hoping it would be for the podcast. I'm sorry. I'll fill you in later. This one with the Wilbur in there and the ridiculousness, I got to go with the zero. You made this one up. See, yeah. I, I thought this one had a lot more grounding than fucking arm fall off boy. Well, you know, we'll see who wins the game, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're talking all this shit right now, so. Um... And it was 1965. It was Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right when stilts came into their prime. Yeah, you know? stilts were booming right and now. Daredevil. And his powers are that he's extremely smart. He's a, he built the, the suit. Okay. So he's a genius because he could build. <laughs> he's the, also uh, a weird circus man. But. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say this is a zero, too. You're going to say a double zero? Yeah. All right. All right. The last one. Here it is. Hook line. Real name? Glenn Gunn. Origin? Cool name. Marvel. 1968. Also a Daredevil villain. I don't like this. Fucking Daredevil. (laughs) It's all a part of the smoke and mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So his powers include is that uh, Hookline uses a reinforced fishing line that is nearly unbreakable. (laughs) <laughs> which he can wield with extreme precision, claiming targets from long distances and can maneuver around corners. This is so stupid. So he has a fishing hook that he can throw yes. and grab at people, and that's it. Why is his name Glenn Gunn? His, well, his name is Hookline. Was like the. I'm talking about his real name. Anyway. Oh, Glenn Gunn. Why is your name Chase Williams? I'm not a superhero. You don't <laughs> expect me to Williams anybody. Uh, that's true. Well, what? You gonna gun it's somebody? Not, yeah, I was gonna say your last not, name's Gun. If not your name's Glenn Gun, then you're pr- and you're in a fucking fictional superhero world. You're probably ready to be strapped with a utility belt and some fucking automatics, man. Hey, man, this is the '60s, all right? They're trying to be unique. Well, maybe this is your zero then. Yeah, maybe it is, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, mind games here. <laughs> I'm just laying out the platter for you to num 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 num. <laughs> That was weird. (laughs) You aren't here with him, so. Yeah. (laughs) I don't feel like this is a superhero or a power. Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, once you've got the person near you, once you, once you hook line (laughs) Daredevil, then what the fuck do you do then? Yeah, is he a villain? Like, <laughs> he's a villain. He's I got a dare- you here. He's a daredevil yeah. villain. Yes. <laughs> is the whole arc that he's like, what is the perfect bait for my victim? <laughs> I think you guys are overthinking this. But you, yeah. Either way. Like, I'm thinking, like, I will say that, like, the comic book cover was him literally reeling up, like, jewels. I'm sure it was. was I'm going to say it's a hero. I'm going like, to say it's a zero. I think it's a real, real comic book character. You're going to say real? All right. I've kept track of all of them. Let's tally it up. We're going to go all the way back up to the top. Yep. Ring, ding, 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 ding. All right. Libido. What did we have on that, Hunter? We both said hero. Libido is a fake superhero <laughs> that I created. Damn it. Well, you know, I got to tell you what, man. Constantine, you got religious symbolism. I'm thinking yes. lust. You really threw me in there. Thank you. I invented the whole Constantine spawn crossover. So Yeah, fuck you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You got me. Uh, split screen. What do we have on that one? I said zero. Chase said hero. This is All where right. it really comes down. This is where someone gets on the board. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did I, wait, what did I say? <laughs> you said it was a hero. Okay. All right. All right. You said zero. Uh-huh. Hunter, you know me so well. Split screen God. does not exist. All right. Woo-woo! 
who's on the board? <laughs> yes. Split screen, somebody I made up. You guys were really uh, making me sweat there because I debated whether calling him split screen or silver screen. But silver screen would have been too cinema driven. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like he could go into any TV. All right. Um, it's long shot. I said hero. Chase said zero. Fuck. <laughs> Chase, I have some bad news. Long shot is very real. <laughs> All right, Hunter's up yes. two zero. I gotta Let's really turn it around. Let's see if we can make the comeback here. Arm fall off, boy. Chase said this is real. Chase said that was real. And what did I you say? I said this is zero. All right. Is it real? This is real. Yeah, that's what I, I figured. That one was what I was willing to be wrong on. Chase, though. you read exactly into my worries that uh-huh. I was like, "This is too fucking preposterous." Of course. Why would I make this up? Right. Exactly. But then that kind of brings us into our next ones here. Two one right here. All right. So first off, I just want to know who said what on Stiltman. We both said zero. Oh god right. damn it! Well, just throwing it out there. Stiltman's real. Fuck. He is a what real. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he walks around on stilts, man. Read some comic books. All right. So, Chase, you're down by one. He All right. Yeah, I can potentially tie it up here. You're going to tie it up. That way we can save it until the next All round. All comes down to hook zero. line. Because you guys have different answers on hook line, right? Correct. Yep. Right, what do you what did say? I, yeah, what did I say? Yeah. You said this was a zero. Okay. I, I said swear this was to God. A hero. I swear to God. <laughs> hook line, is he real? I made up hook line. No! Hook line doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> God. Oh man! There just wasn't enough substance, dude. There just yeah. Honestly, when you guys started peeling them apart, I was like, I should have said that his like line was made out of like diamond or something. See, when <laughs> you said the jewelry thing, you sold me. I, I'm, I'm like, glad I threw that in because I thought that'd be too like I'm trying to push somebody to change up their answer, but because I'm like, well, maybe his his powers are more in the crimes he does, not in who he's fighting in that case. Yeah, because you guys were honestly breaking him down like <laughs> ridiculous. Like, what's his like passion? Like, why is he a fisherman? <laughs> Well, we were what, what is the gun does family? Yeah, does he have bad dreams? Like, what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does Miss and Mrs. Glun or Gun think about this whole situation? You know, yeah, you're going for the name. Exactly. Okay, so what do we do? We're tied. You're tied up, uh, which means it's just I don't have anything else ready. So yeah, it's a draw, man. Play. Some is games and then a draw. That's a draw. Draw game. Good game. Good game. Clap hands. <laughs> well, that was a fun game. I'm glad to have you back, Chase. This well, thank been you. Amazing. I'm glad uh, to be back. I'm glad that I brought the nostalgia with me. Yeah, this is perfect. I was thinking the other day, we have a pretty large bag to pull from on games now. We have some cool games, man. Yeah. And you, like good games that I think are like coming out constantly yeah. and are good. And games that we can still go back and maybe pick apart. If you I have any requests. Magic's always up in the air. We got the yeah. Google search game. The Google search, search game, game that is should be up pretty prime soon. Time. The foreign movie game. Yeah. <laughs> was pretty Some prime time game well. show stuff. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. If you have any requests for any uh, you know games that you haven't heard in a while, please send them in, of course. Yeah, we'd love uh, to know which ones y'all want to Yeah, hear which ones are the best games? Come on. Uh, we take this to heart. Come on. But uh, we don't only do games here. We also drink beers. Um, so let's put some numbers on this beer and figure this do we out. Not, do, we, uh, do we have emails? Do we oh, have I'm no so sorry. Uh, yeah, of course. I think Max emails? has probably bungled at least one part of the show. I was going to say, <laughs> dude, I swear to God this time, because I almost forgot they to review the beer we last went. time. Well, I almost forgot to review the beer, oh. but I think you yeah, just saved he, me. It didn't seem like it. I was but, just like, no, no, it totally. S- I yeah, could you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What do we have for emails right now? Uh, well, first, of course, you know, we're going to, it is, it's Dunter's Mail Corner. It's, it's Dunter's Mail Corner now. 
And why not just start out with Dunter right off the bat? Why not? Who asks a question that honestly I think is pretty well tread ground here, but I still I'm going to spin it in a different way. He he says, "Who is your celebrity man crush?" Dunter, no. the foot fusher fanatic horset. Now here's the deal: we've talked about this at length in the past episodes. We both know that Hunt or that Max and I's is Ryan Gosling. Absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> but, Hunter, the last time we talked about man crushes, you weren't even willing to say that you have one. Are you serious? Yeah, you were like, dude, I can't. I'm not going to say I have a crush on a man. Like, you were not about that. No, I don't <laughs> that believe that. That was a different Hunter. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, you were very against the man crush monitor. Monitor. Dude, that sounds not like me. Hunter, that. But I'll I, redeem myself yeah. if that is truly the case. I, I don't have a problem with. Uh, my masculinity or my security. Oh, this is a new 2017. Hunter. It really he is. knows who he is. Yeah, this hunter, this hunter will walk right into a gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> no fucks. Yeah. Now there's anything wrong with that. Pelvis out. Yeah. Um, so like man crush. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know, dude. Cause like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, dude. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> um, like, cause, cause I think for me, my, my ideal would be also somebody who like is funny. I think. Too. Wait, can me and Hunter, can me and Chase try to guess your man crush real quick? Sure. Yeah. All right. Why not? So I'm just thinking. Okay. We already. So we. If he's if he's, <laughs> if he's throwing in funniness as an aspect, which honestly throws me off because I wasn't gonna go funny. Well, well I was just like I would like for the person to be funny. I think. But, <laughs> okay. But, well, y'all I mean, sell me on my man crush here. I'm, right. a, a celebrity we constantly compare him to is Paul Rudd. I mean, that's a good answer. <laughs> Paul Rudd is solid, but I don't know if he likes that. I don't I think. think I, well, I think he likes the comparison. I don't think he'd go as far as to say it's his to man say, crush. Say Paul Rudd. Which Precisely. Is, yes. Yeah. Which is why I'm gonna say. I I'm need gonna a little s- more sexiness. In who's the crush. Who's the lead actor in Vikings? Your favorite, dude. TV that's show. what I was. Oh man, are you serious? Know. Oh wait, no, no, not that, not that guy. I was and thinking of um. I don't know who that. The guy other is. dude. The other dude. Um. Oh, <laughs> Do it! God. Come on, you got it's it. It's like show? the sun. Well, I guess you don't really watch that show, so it doesn't make any sense now. I was gonna say the lead on Sons of Anarchy, but I don't know his name. Dude, I know who my man crush is. Who is it? Hit it up. Justin Timberlake. That's oh, good. that's a good answer. Yeah, because he's funny. He's talented. he's a renaissance man. Yeah, he's fucking baller. He's that's always really been solid. who like I kind of want to be, but who I also am, like I could never be. <laughs> so. That's the, what's what a man crush is, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, Max, do you want to give a one sentence line item? You, by the way, go back to the vault on man crushes for Ryan Gosling, just mm-hmm. total gush fest. But why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Why why Ryan Gosling, Max? Just real quick. Why Ryan Gosling? Uh-huh. Or have there been any updates? Is it a new year for you guys? It's not, shit? because Ryan Gosling consistently yeah, delivers. He's still the pinnacle of cool. Dude, he's a yeah, perpetual That's exactly what I was going to say, and it sucks, because it's like, I don't really have very many specifics, but dude, he's the coolest guy, man. He's his always style, got the best style. His physique. Style. Yeah. His fucking hair. It's oh. perfect. He has like a nonchalantness about him, too. Yeah, right. it doesn't really seem like he's trying that hard, but man, he makes it look good. Something that I've always wished I had, but then realized that I looked ridiculous trying. So, hey, you're yeah, talking. You to look this guy. like you're <laughs> trying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got one from Ben Ebig. Yeah, this is one that we looks like we just passed right over on accident. Wait, oh really? Hold up, we were saving one for you. It's not that one. Okay, we should do that one too. Some point. 
He asks, <laughs> what Shut is up. the secret? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. <laughs> that should be its own segment. What is the yeah. secret to lifelong happiness? That's that's a chewer. It is a chewer. <laughs> yeah. Um I would say the secret to lifelong happiness is just being as honest with yourself and the people around you as possible. Yeah. Because what you do then is you create an environment that you truly, truly want to be in. Yeah. An environment that you like are truly striving for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only, only you know the truth about yourself. Of course. Yeah. And you might not even realize sometimes how much you might be like bending to adhere to some comfort level or something going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I think I think I would also add that one happiness is a choice. I think that in every oh, situation sure. throughout the entire range of people's life, I mean there there are people out there who are so dirt poor that you can't even fathom how bad it is who find happiness. There are people out there with untold wealth and resources who are unhappy, right? Mm-hmm. Um but another secret I think is constant change embracing constant change and almost striving for it you are going to continue to grow for the rest of your life like yes your upbringing your childhood is a very pivotal crucial foundational part where you're growing very quickly but it doesn't have to end there you can be a new person not completely but you can you can know more about yourself or you can know something new every year of your life right you can look back at yourself sure. the last year and be like this is how i'm different and i think finding that is important and and recognizing that wherever you are on the map, like of a physical geographical map, the longer you stay there, basically whatever, whatever zone you venture out in that bubble is what you know of the world. It's your reality. And the more of the world you see, the more of that map you're filling in, the more reality you're creating for yourself in a lot of ways. And the, just the more experience you have, it will like, it will, open your eyes. It will help that growth that I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's like I mean, any, I think mine goes kind of hand in hand with that. I guess I'd have maybe like two things. Like, um, I think constant pursuit of growth and progress are, are, are things are that I really think are awesome. Right. Like, um, I think once you start feeling content in anything, then you are automatically doing yourself uh, a disservice kind of thing. And, yeah. and, um, I would also just say, like, for me, I've found a surprising su- sense of uh, happiness and satisfaction. And it sounds weird, and it sounds kind of hippie and gimmicky, but, like, befriending yourself. Like, and I think that goes into the hand-in-hand with, like, I talk out loud to myself a lot because I consider myself a friend of mine kind of thing. And so I don't ever try and take myself, like, too seriously I don't ever try and say say that like I'm always right. I, I'm opinionated, but I don't ever try and make it out like I'm always right. I, I'm just a friend of myself, and I appreciate myself, try to respect myself, uh, but not take myself too seriously, not take it to the brink. Just want to throw in there that I have a terrible talking to myself problem as well. So I think it just means we're really smart. Yeah, that must be what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, um, we're gonna go right back into the fucking Bree Adams grab bag of questions. Why not? Perfect. She asks, what is one book or one movie that changed 
everything for you. Uh, you after experiencing shit. this, life was different. I'm so worried I'm going to say the wrong thing. I think I might know the I have answers book for, for you, right? I, if I was going to guess for you, Chase. Go for book, it. The book, is it uh, Fountainhead? No, I mean, I read the Fountainhead, but or I don't remember. Atlas Drug or whatever. I also read that one, but like I don't honestly remember much from them. You know, like I know I still know like the main points mm-hmm. and like the sort of axioms that came from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to say book, it's 1984. Yeah, 1984 is like a is a life changing book for me. It's my mm-hmm. favorite book. It helped reaffirm honestly the ideas that I did find in Atlas Rug, but they came from a different author, and that's what kind of blew my mind about them. You right. know, um, and also like. What what also blew my fucking mind about that book was watching this really good documentary called The Propaganda Game um, about North Korea. And I was like, yeah, dude, dude, North Korean society, it's almost as if they took 1984 and used it as a blueprint. Yet this guy wrote this book in like the 50s before this even happened. This man's a genius. Yeah. You know, and he has a lot of there's it was one of those books where I purposely made myself memorize quotes because there are like one to two sentence lines um, in that book that are so depressingly true that I think are so important to know that like just straight up put in words the truth about like our existence as humans that it totally does paint how I view everything you know mm-hmm. hmm. so what's up with you max <laughs> yes. uh, so wait so you have a book do you also have a movie or a show yeah um i didn't know this about the movie until i went back and watched it just a couple years ago but the matrix the matrix is my favorite movie of all time and um when i was watching it re-watching it again i literally know every word like i can i can say that movie as i'm watching it as it's happening and as i was doing that again i was like holy shit I was like, yeah, this movie fucking created me. You know, like I, I fucking adhere to everything. (laughs) I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. You know, like every free your mind. That's what they say it constantly. I want you to free your mind, Neo. And just everything about that movie is once again, like has created some sort of construct that all of my, all the other pieces that I've garnered have fit into, you know? (laughs) It is a great movie. Yeah. Matrix is fantastic. Huh. So, I haven't read a whole lot of books in my life. Yeah, that's my struggle. Yeah, because fuck books, right, Max? Not necessarily. Hey, that was... We've had sandwich <laughs> bar arguments. About why books are... Suck. Lame. Or like literally the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, since then, I've read a few books. Um I don't know, man. Like, what about American Psycho? I was about to say. I mean, American Psycho was the thing that got me back into like exploring books in general. But I'm not sure if that just had a a place in my heart because it was like the one book that really like that stuck hook to yeah. me. It made me realize that like as a medium, books can be just as tantalizing mm-hmm. as television or movies. Mm-hmm. Oh be. man, how could anything? Be yeah, as that's so weird, right? It's like in my head, there's a movie going on. <laughs> Oh, but I think just with that book in general, it like made me kind of understand how limitless mediums are like books or even like comic books in a way Mm -hmm. and to all these like really explosive and sometimes horribly grotesque 
images and like crazy thoughts that I've thought before mm-hmm. can be articulated into art or into literature in a way to where it's not instantly viewed at as being completely disgusting or like horrible to explore that portion of somebody's brain, which is like horrible psychotic murder and yeah. things like that. Right. So I think reading that book really helped me realize that, you know, those thought like that thought process isn't necessarily like undeniably crazy yeah, or stupid humans or like, humans have dark thoughts it's incredibly dark right like yeah. my thoughts are horribly dark sometimes but i just <laughs> laugh dude, it that off, was right? that was our fucking humor man yeah dude and that's yeah i built my whole humor base on like laughing at things that are are dark and terrible right because that's it's what you have to do right so i think yeah that book to me would be easily one of the most important books in my life i think other than that i would say maybe like Cowboy Bebop or one of the first animes I ever watched. Dragon Ball Z, you know. Dragon Ball Z is in there. I mean, they were just game changers, dude. Mm -hmm. It just made me, again, it was one of those things where like, oh, cartoons, like, I mean, of course I had things with, you know, Batman before that, like the animated series, which I loved a lot. Yeah. But they're still always adhered to like the superhero laws, you know. Yeah. Right. Where it can be as dark as Batman, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think with anime, especially like, Cowboy Bebop and I, I felt like I was for the first time coming in touch with these adult emotions through a medium that was accessible for me because I was a child <laughs> you know yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah totally because I was like bored by you know a live action drama show because I'm like <laughs> right. nine right yeah. but when I watch it in this uh, anime I'm like oh that's cool and, I, and so much so many things I didn't like realize I was thinking and considering mm. you know at the time that helped me kind of grow and develop into this person and develop a love for the genre too as well so right I would say those are probably the two stepping stones for me yeah, I mean, for me, I guess it goes to, uh, with with book, I think the one that sticks out the most for me, I'm, I'm sure you might be able to guess it, Chase, is uh, Anthem. I mean, I feel like that's just like right up my alley. It's short, and it's sweet, and it's fucking really solid. Yep. Um, I think one of the most beautiful parts about that book is, I mean, the, like the revelation, when the main character discovers the word I, the mm. first thing he says is, I love you. And I think that is so important and that's always left out of the conversation when that people talk about that book. And the second people want to fucking pull down their pants and shit on Ayn Rand, they don't think about that sort of message. Right. You know, when you, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great fucking book, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, also really it cool. really does play to my senses that it's like short and it's an easy read. Like that's awesome. That's like, yeah, you can, I you need. can get through it in an evening. Like if yeah. you haven't read it, pick it up. You can totally knock it out. Yeah. Like a hundred pages. That's it. Yeah. Damn. 90 or something. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that one was one that's always kind of stuck with me in the, in the realm of books. Um, as far as like a game changer, I mean, one that, <laughs> really open really open the doors as far as to like having several different opinions about a character and about surrounding characters was breaking bad like watching Walt White go from like this lovable chemistry teacher who does kind of shady stuff for his family but it's like it's for his family and it's for him and it's good stuff and like you see a slow progression and then sometimes you're like fuck yeah Walt like way to do that and then other times you're like wait that's really intense and kind of ridiculous, you know? And so I, I just felt like it was really tastefully done for like, you know, six seasons or whatever. Yeah. And that was like one of my favorite characters. It just made me really think about like, man, I love a good character. Like <laughs> it's just the best. 
So uh, I think that was a game changer for me for like for like at least TV viewing and stuff. I don't know if that, I can't really think of a movie off the top of my head that's just like everything was different afterward. What about Gladiator, dude? What about uh, yeah. what about Requiem for a Dream, dude? Oh, <laughs> it was fucked up. Dude. It's good though. It's good though. It was good though. Ah, uh, Brie Adams, we're getting close to the end of your treasure trove, and it saddens me. But thank you yeah. for the question. That is all of the emails we have. Yeah. We can revisit that Ben Ebig email as like a full segment maybe next time around. Because that yeah, one I'm was, fucking it's hearty. for that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> How mad would you have been? Yeah, we thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, little, a little tinged. <laughs> right. Well, thank you again, everybody, for your emails. Uh, before we head out of here, let's figure out what exactly we think about this beer. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, we're all looking at you. I'm going to give this an 8.5. That's it? Yeah. All right, cool. So Chase, what do you know? <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I, 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 I don't think there's a whole lot more to say that we haven't kind of already said. I think that like the citrus fruitiness kind of helps to make the double seem more just kind of like a regular IPA, which is pleasant and it drinks a little easier. It, it doesn't feel like some thick, syrupy, high alcoholic drink uh, because of that. Um, I think it, it, it's a it's a appropriate amount of bitterness. It's very hoppy, um, and I just think it's really well done. You know, I, I, it's nothing to it's nothing to like go and freaking rant and rave about necessarily, but it's like super well done. Like I think it like hit all its points right on the head, basically. Yeah, sounds like you're describing an eight, man. What? I'm just yeah, trying. I'm just trying to make. You're trying to hero zero me here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, Next, I think you go. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I really liked the beer. Um, it kind of like was low key delicious. Yeah, man. Like I kind of started drinking. I was like, yeah, that's that's good. That's awesome. I like that. And then like <laughs> halftime, I was like, yeah, no, this is really good. And then by the end of the show, I was just like, I fucking drank that really quickly. Um, I really found it to be incredibly approachable for a double IPA, while not like you know, taking a step back on anything that it, any, you know, idea of being a double IPA, you know, it withheld its identity. Exactly. It I mean, didn't it make any concessions. Exactly. It's like the Ryan God, Gosling it feels so good. It's kind of having the vocab back on the show, man. <laughs> right? Oh, you preposterous. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. Hunter, when you were doing the uh, SAT prep, Oh fuck. That's when you <laughs> elevated. I was like, well, great. Ryan's a smart, or Hunter's a smart guy now. Oh man. Um, but I will say that this is a really good beer and it's, it's tough to compete with some of the beers that we had on the last couple of right, shows. Yeah. Right. But I still think it deserves its spot. A solid eight. Good old fashioned eight. Okay. So I'm going to follow up mine with also with an eight. Um, I really like your observation about how you're drinking it. When I first started, I was going pretty slow. I was taking small sips and I was like, I can't really like put this thing down. You know, it's thicker towards the latter half. I was struggling not to finish it. I wish I had more. And I think that just speaks to the fact that it opened up really well. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the flavors for a moment because, you know, I said earlier that I don't really like grapefruit, but there's something about the bitterness to this beer and the grapefruit citrusy that just has this sort of also bitter rind flavor um, that's sitting on top of this really nice alcoholic base where I'm just thinking to myself, this beer was able to take flavors and feelings, bitterness and grapefruit that I don't really enjoy, but put them together in such a way that was interesting. You know, mm -hmm. like it was something that, yeah, maybe by themselves, like I'm not a big fan, but like 
it used, you know, like it, it just, it went for the, the colors that aren't often used when people are painting and it still made a cool fucking picture, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I also think it's super solid. I think it's a very approachable beer for a double IPA. Like you're saying, you know, Vic, and what is it? Um, Avery, like they're, they're super well established. Like everyone loves their stuff. And I think this is just once again, them showcasing their good work, you know? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Eight it is. A very a very dank brew, or so they claim. I will say I didn't get much of the dank. Yeah, I didn't, get, yeah, I didn't get that at all. I mean, I did not feel any dank. Step dankness. it up on the nugs, bro. Yeah, dude, your nugs are not stanky enough. So. <laughs> yes. We're finally done with the show. I'm thinking finally. right now, you know. It's been a long one, but that's okay, because, you know, Chase is coming back into the show. We still got to get the swing of things, you know. We're catching up. We're all good friends. Uh, but of course, if you need to find us uh, anywhere else, please go to wittybantershow.com. You can find a whole list of all of our episodes. You can even follow us on Twitter at wittybantershow. You can follow Chase. Uh, well, kind of. He's not really on Twitter right now. <laughs> I'll be back in a few weeks, guys. I'll be back. Follow Mail him, him all in, like, Yeah, shit. I was going to say, tweet him. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> at Bodacious Chase. You could follow me at Probably Max for some reason. I don't really know why, but you could. And uh, Hunter, still not on the Twitter game, but that's okay. No, it's great. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure it honestly is. But, of course, Chase, it's great to have you back. Thank you for being Thank on you. the show. Great to yeah. be back. Yeah. Man, uh, we'll start getting this back into being a normal thing. You know, get back into the rhythm yeah. next week. Yeah. I know you're Feels eager to good. do... I, know you, I see you're eager to do some beeps, Hunter, so just lay them out. You sound like a baby who just spit up on himself. <laughs> <laughs> 